The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Welcome, guys. We have a super special guest today. We have Sarah from the Super Collies, and we're excited to have her on. But first, we are going to start with the quirky tip of the day. Tip of the day, give your dog a nice big piece of turkey tomorrow for Thanksgiving. <laughs> no bones, though. No cooked bones. That's not good. So who do we have today? Sarah. Sarah's oh, with us. What does she do? <laughs> just, just tricks or something? Let's let her tell us. So Sarah, I know it was Sarah Carson, but now you're doing Sarah Carson Divine, right? You're hyphenated. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Damn marriage screws up all of our names. All right. So tell us um, a little bit about you and your background. Um, Sarah is super famous. You guys have probably seen her on a wide array of things, but um, tell us how you got started and how you got here and what the heck you're doing now. All right. Um, well, I started um, in a small town in Canada. I got an English Cocker Spaniel puppy, and I thought that he was just the coolest thing in the world. I spent all my time with that dog. Um, and I honestly knew nothing about dog training. I was about 12 when I found YouTube and was kind of exploring how to train dogs via YouTube videos. Um, I started with agility. That was like my huge passion. I loved agility. We competed all the time. We never won anything because he was so terrible. Uh, but he he was a good boy. He, he honestly taught me so, so, so much. And I ended up running my own dog training business when I turned 15. And I built that from two clients a month to about 40. And that, I mean, I did that for five years, six, five or six years um, before I graduated college, jumped on a plane and moved to California. <laughs> awesome. So all of that was right in Canada, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I was there for quite a while. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me you quit school after you got to 40 <laughs> clients a, a week. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was working retail. I was running the business. I was doing a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. And what brought you to Canada originally? Oh, I'm from Canada. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm LA. sorry. LA. I, LA. There we go. There we go. Um, I got a job working for a stunt dog company Okay. and I would travel around, do stuff with them. Uh, and I got hero just before I moved to, to California and I had never had a border collie. i didn't really know what I signed up for, for the most part. Um, but thankfully he was a pretty easy dog. Um, he learned very quickly. He was extremely motivated. He didn't have any behavioral issues. So we, we, yeah, we, we pretty much just built everything from the ground up and here we are today. And now you're kind of like, like a border collie person, no? Oh, I have five border collies now. <laughs> yeah, you crossed over to the dark side quick. What were you yeah. going to say? Babe? Well, my border collie, it sounds like mine. I mean, he was just a dream from when he was a puppy, he just was eager to learn, and he's still the same way. He's eight years old, and he's just he's just been great. And uh, I never could have appreciated him if I hadn't had so many dogs before him that were pain in the ass. Yeah, asses, well, I, I you know? appreciate Hero now. I've had I've had lots of lots yeah. of different types of <laughs> Well, and you and your husband do um, some like protectiony kind of stuff too, right? Yeah. So John, um, he was a seal dog handler for quite quite a few years. And then when he got out of the military, he wanted to pursue his passion for dogs. So he started training um, just regular pets and then went into personal protection. Yeah. Great. So you guys are doing both kind of now together? Yes. Yeah, so we do basic obedience, sports protection. Um, I, I honestly, I do all the fun things I like to say. <laughs> I don't, I'm very new to that kind of stuff, but 
Yeah. So a dog comes here, I do dock diving, herding, agility tricks. And then the dogs he gets are like, like they need crate training and then behavioral issues. And then we also do the protection dogs. Yeah. He's the one that has all the welts and the bruises at the end of the day. Yep, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We did. You do some stuff with your sport dogs though too, right? Like your border collies, you do some entry level bite work stuff. Um, I do with a couple of them that actually aren't terrible at it. Um, <laughs> so, so I, yeah, like I have one border collie who just uses his paws for anything bite related. So we don't even, we don't touch that. Um, yeah. but all the, all the ones that are actually decent at it, we do a little bit at home. Yeah. yeah. Just for fun. That's a good tie in with Chew too. Scott did a little French ring with his border collie. So he crossed oh, yeah? over as well. Oh yeah. my goodness. Well, yeah. we did a brevet. We got a brevet and, uh, he, he was a type, he is the type of dog that he could probably do a, a ring too, but he needs to Live with the decoys, enjoy, you know, go <laughs> He wants him to be his buddy. He, he doesn't want to be a bad guy. He's he needs, like, if yeah. you're my friend, it's good. But yeah. I don't, I'm not trying to like create confrontation They have here. to go on slow walks on the beach together. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Then he'll bite the hell out of him. Yeah, exactly. As long as he knows it's a game. <laughs> he doesn't want um, it to be too serious. So you have five border collies. And then what else do you guys have for dogs now? Um, we have a shepherd, a mal shepherd, and a mal and then we have, right now we have a bunch of board and trains. We, we even have a lab that's here for service dog training. So yeah, sweet. How did business, practice. how did business go with COVID and how is it going with COVID? Have you seen an increase in clients and board and trains or drop off or how do you feel about that? We truly, we're really blessed that we weren't that, um, like I don't, we're just very fortunate. There really wasn't a whole lot of change around here. Mm. Um, I know a lot of trainers are seeing a spike in board and trains because people are stuck at home or they got COVID puppies. Um, but no, our clients are very, um, we, we select them very well. So it's not like yeah. we just take anybody that contacts us, yeah. but right. we were already busy. We already had a list of pr- protection dogs that we were training at that time. Uh, the only real change was my entire year got canceled. Um, like for right travel. now it's halftime show season and that's not going to happen for any of yeah, us. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like, I, I had a whole tour booked. I was actually in Michigan when c- the COVID lockdown started. I had driven all the way to Michigan to start my seven week tour that was completely sold out and it got canceled when I got to Michigan. Crazy. And huh? I had to drive all the way back during the whole pandemic. It was ridiculous. A, a good... I didn't get toilet paper though. There was no <laughs> toilet paper in California and I picked it up in Kentucky. <laughs> it was, it's been a good year to evaluate the marriage though. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it's, we, we, we spend every day together anyways. Yeah. Um, Same so with us. It really, yeah, not a whole lot changed. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely miss traveling cause that was my thing. So, yeah. So when you go on tour, I know you didn't have a tour this year, 2020 has been a doozy for everybody. How many dogs do you bring? Um, and what kind of stuff are you doing and everything else? Are you just halftime kind of like your bread and butter? Like that's your main stuff that you're. No, I actually just started halftime maybe two years ago. Um, yeah, I started, I started with a company and then the team started reaching out to me to do them. So that was really fun. Our last one was actually, uh, the, it was a, what is it? The one in, oh my, it was a basketball team. And we did like a short little Christmas type thing last year. That was literally my last one. So it's been a year since I've done any performing. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when I'm on tour, I bring all the dogs. So I bring all of my border collies. Um, we, we normally do workshops. So I teach like dog trick workshops and then I also do like theme parks, like I said, halftime shows, lots of corporate events. Um, those are really fun. Actually. I did one at the MGM, uh, late last year and that was very fun, but yeah, it's a variety of things. I absolutely love teaching the workshops because I get to work with so many different types of dogs and, yeah. and meet different types of people. Uh, yeah. 
Are you doing like a lot of disc and tricks on tour mostly? Do you bring agility equipment? What does that all look like? Yeah, I, it's really easy for me because I just show up with a jump rope and some treats and I'm good to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like a gypsy trainer. So give everybody a little B-roll on you. Um, obviously, you were on America's Got Talent a few years ago. You did very well with Hero. Um, you've had a bunch of other appearances, places. Just give people a little bit of a background about that in case they haven't seen you anywhere, everywhere so they can go and look you up. Sure. Um, yeah, we were on season 12 of America's Got Talent. We placed fifth. And then we went back the following year for their champion segment, which was really fun. It was just mostly just a showcase um, of their like best acts throughout the, what is it, the 13, 14 years that it's been on now. Um, I've been on David Letterman. I had a small appearance on Ellen. Um, we do a lot of dog shows. Um, so we were just on Nickelodeon's Unleashed, which was very fun. Um, we were on world dog awards. Just, yeah, it's various, various things. Yeah. That's nice. I'm sure your accessibility being in LA is a little better than Canada. It gives you a little more opportunity. (laughs) So more importantly, was Ellen mean to you? Uh, they, they just played a video of us. It was very, very short. I would have loved to be on her show, though. Yeah. And you have a huge Instagram following, too, right? So um, you have two different handles. Are your dogs more famous, or are you at this point? Because it seems kind of matched. The dogs are. <laughs> and what are those two um, places so people can go find you and follow sure. you and all that? Yeah, it's the Super Collies, and then mine is the Super Collies mom. Yeah, and you developed a freaking app. You're, like, pretty productive for your short little <laughs> lifespan. So I downloaded it on Scott's phone, and I was actually even playing around with it, and it's super customized and really good advice and everything else. So how long has that been out, and where did that start, and how can people find yeah. that? I I thought about doing an app for a really long time, and then in the middle of filming America's Got Talent, um, Chin and Cheeks, Alice and Michael, they actually reached out to me while I was already in the area and we met up and they had already had the app developed. They just needed a trainer. Okay. Um, so it was a, yeah, it was a great partnership. Um, we had it pretty much built, uh, to the point where it was released the day that my audition aired for America's Got Talent. So it, it really worked out well. It's grown exponentially. It started with just photos and now it's full on videos and we have a, a lot of things coming for it. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. It's super cool. And it, it's some basic stuff and then some trick stuff and it's just, it's nice and easy and right to your phone and very straightforward. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I mean, it's, it, yes, it's my app, but like you said, it's just really easy to use. Um, I think that the, the content is probably the best out there to find in one spot yeah. specifically. Um, well, yeah, and that's going to get you results. Yeah. You're not just showing yeah. fluff. You're saying like, Hey, this is how you do it. And th- when you get it, do it great reward. And if you don't try this, you know, it, it helps exactly. because people need an a- actual path. It's not just magic. This dog training can get tricky and that's pupper, right? P U P P R. Yep. Yeah, P U P P R. Um, we've been featured on the app store as app of the day. Oh my gosh. I think like four or five times now it was just crazy. Um, uh, but it, the iOS app is the one that is most updated. Uh, the Android one is a little bit behind by at least six months. So yeah, well, I was very, I was very impressed. It worked great on our end. So, (laughs) so talk to us a little bit about pet dogs and sport dogs and all of that, because we kind of run the same line there. Um, I've been involved in entertainment before and Frisbee and agility and Scott did protection. And then obviously we both have done pet dog training now together for 10 years. You've done what, probably 20 years of pet dog training. So you got two different camps there. So how would you kind of just talk to the general public about, you know, we have our pet dogs and we train like this and we have our dogs and we train like this because there's a different upbringing with sport and pet. Would you agree? Yeah, there is. Um, I think our biggest thing is we try to have the people that have pet dogs 
raise them as sport dogs. So we try and implement that structure. We try and teach them all the things we do with our dogs because it'll help them in the long run. Yeah. Uh, we do get several clients. Like we have a, a Rottweiler puppy here right now that has zero structure and she has another dog at home and they just run the house. Um, and there's some clients that don't want to implement structure. They just want you to train their dog. So it is, it is a balance and it it can be really difficult, especially if you don't know how to teach a person because it is, it is different. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't can't do, uh, you can't do a lot of the same things to a person. So it is difficult to kind of get that through to them sometimes. Um, but no, honestly, we try and just educate them as much as possible and, and get them to implement that structure. Yeah. And is it just you and John or do you guys have a bunch of employees? How does it work there? Yeah. So we have two employees okay. and they are, they're live-in. So they have an RV on the property. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an everyday type of thing around here. Yeah. We always joke with the problem dogs that we, yes, we could own 50 dogs or whatever ourselves. We don't have a large kennel anymore. We're much smaller scale now than we used to be much to my urging. Cause it just got to be too big at some point for us. But, um, that, yeah, we could own 50 dogs and it would all be fine, but they have to go back to the 50 homes and (laughs) has to function there, you know? So it is that structure and the dogs knowing that there are rules to follow and that there is someone in charge and it doesn't have to be their responsibility. It takes a whole weight off of them, which people don't understand, but it is true. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So do you guys have all your dogs running loose like crazy together or how does it work? (laughs) We don't either. Yeah. I think, I think my border colleagues have only met one of John's dogs because it's just like, they're over there and mine are over here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I crate all my dogs. They're really not loose and out unless I'm with them really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they have their designated potty times that my employees take care of, which is amazing. And then I work with them throughout the day. I work with the board and trains throughout the day. Uh, my dogs, I think they, they definitely like get out more cause I take them hiking and I like, we go out, we do photos and all of that stuff. But yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's very much like separate, (laughs) (laughs) separate quarters. A lot quieter. (laughs) Exactly. Damn, working dogs need their own corner. Except we did get a cat, and that cat runs the house now. Uh, He's pretty much a dog. (laughs) He sleeps in bed every night. He does whatever he wants. Is Omar getting you to train the cat? I did train the cat a, a little and, uh, I was doing it because I was asked to do it like a TV show with a cat. So I was like, Oh sure. I'll just train this cat. He learned some pretty amazing things in my opinion. And then the TV show got canceled. So I just let him outside and he's now an in, in and outdoor cat. He brings us lots of gifts. <laughs> that works out well. So what do you like to do with your dogs? I understand you go hiking and stuff and you know, you train obviously for shows we train, but like if you could focus on a sport and pick a sport with any one of your dogs at this point, what do you think it would be? It would probably definitely be canine freestyle. Cause I've done all the sports. Now I compete, like I picked the dog strength. So with my female, I did barn hunt. She, she made it up until like masters. Um, and then with my one dog group, we do dock diving. Cause he, he just loves it. Um, Hawkeye, I'm kind of doing everything, but yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, I always say that I'd rather get, I'd rather get paid to do it than pay to do it. So I really don't compete all that much anymore. Yeah. The barn hunt, I went, I went pretty hard on barn hunt. Like (laughs) I was doing that like every weekend. It was really bad. Um, but she really liked it. And I was like, Oh, this is fun. And then eventually she's like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, okay, cool. Um, it's better for me anyway. Yeah. But I would say freestyle because I can, I can do that with all of them, but yeah, that's a tough question. I love all the sports. I love just teaching dogs to do everything regardless of their strengths. And just as a personal question, because I always have felt this with entertainment. So is your like moment of like, yes, I'm feeling it when you're in the kitchen alone and you get that with your dog or when you're in front of a crowd and the little six-year-old is like, Oh my God, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. So like, where is your high of those two? 
De- definitely performing, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. See, it's so funny, and that's like it's like that rock star thing. Like people like love yeah. that. Like it's so funny. I was always like, oh, whatever. I was just proud when I did alone. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm. I, I absolutely love, love, love performing. I always tell people if they're filming me, I want you to film the crowd and not me because yeah. I want to see the reactions and I want to like just feel that. So, and you even yeah. performed at your wedding, didn't you? I did. <laughs> I saw some video of that at some point. I'm like, oh, now she's in a white dress dancing. <laughs> yeah, it was John's idea. He's like, I've never seen anybody do freestyle in a wedding dress. So I made sure to bring little booties so he couldn't slip around. And John was and at I the bar. Just, just did it. Yeah. It's just whatever. Cool. We just, just, yeah. So are you getting him going with the trick training with the mouths and the mouth shepherds and all that or not so much? So I only do it if the client wants it. Um, so none, none of John's, yeah, I don't work with any of his dogs, but there's like one personal protection dog right now. They want it to learn how to play dead. They want it to learn to fetch a beer from the fridge. Um, so there's like stuff like that we'll do, but yeah, not, not really there. Well, those are, those are behaviors that a protection dog will actually do. I mean, (laughs) the chances of them having to attack someone is pretty low. Exactly. Do you ever put the suit on yourself or no? Um, I've done the sleeve a a little bit just to like show somebody something, but no, I, I've, I think I've done it once, but not for serious any, like it was just for shits and giggles. We put, we put her in the blind for my dog and, uh. That was the end of it. No, well, one he, bite. It was one bite. Funny. She's done. It was funny. Scott, he likes a strong dog, and his mal was, I would say, more, a little more emotionally weak, you know. So we'd have to really build him up to do the blind yeah. search. So we'd let him go in, and then we'd pull him out, let him go in, and pull him out. And I swear to God, the first two years of his life, he'd bite me, and he'd be like, "Oh, you're my mommy, and I'm going to do things a little different," you know. And like, and he would be sweet about it. Like he would bite, but not like I see all these guys like white knuckling when he bit them, and I'm like, "Wow, he doesn't bite me like that." And three times we frustrated him out of the blind and Scott sent him in and I gave him a bite and I was like, <laughs> because he finally was like pissed enough. He's like, oh my yeah. God, you're frustrating me with mom. So yeah, it's hardcore. You know, people joke around like, oh, just put the suit on. But if you put that on and you just start running, it's hardcore. You got to know what you're doing for your sake and the dog's sake too. Cause people oh. don't understand the safety of the dog is a huge component of that, you know? Yeah. And honestly, the, the decoy is the dog. So that's also really important. I want to just throw anybody in a suit and be like, all right, go do this. Cause yeah. you might ruin your dog. No, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. You don't want that. So is John normally just wearing a sleeve or a suit or he switches things up? It just depends on the dog. Like we have dogs in like various stages here. Yeah. Um, some work, working on grip and some working on actual, um, like scenarios. So it's, it's, it's everything. Yeah. When, when you're doing the protection dog side of the business, are you providing the dog or you're taking a client's dog and then training it for protection? I don't think we've ever successfully taken a client's dog and done that. <laughs> no. we normally, we normally <laughs> test the dog and say, mm, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe yeah, you might so want to look here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of people think they, yeah, they want to donate their German shepherd to the local police department <laughs> because it barks out the window of the car at other dogs going by. Yeah. But if you can't walk across tile floors, you have a little bit of a problem. So yeah, there's a lot of things to evaluate and people don't understand that. And the funny thing, I don't know what you guys say, but a lot of people will say like for, let's say now just a normal pet dog, this is a German shepherd. They're not looking for any personal protection or any biting. They'll say, Oh, well, I don't want my dog not to bark at, you know, strangers. I want them to alert. And we always say, well, the dog's always going to freaking be territorial. Like you can't train that out of them. You know what I mean? So it's just, as long as you can tell them to shut up, that's normally important. That would be good if they can just quiet when you want them to. (laughs) Yeah. I've I've definitely learned a lot about that kind of stuff. Cause like I said, hero is like totally fine with everything. Um, but then I got this female and she has a lot of genetic, um, reactivity and she's a mess, but I have her to the point where she can like it's with dogs, not people. Um, yeah. but I have it to the point where she can be around dogs and be fine. But there's like, if I'm not 
on her and paying attention, she'll go back to her regular action. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, people don't understand. And there's some people that think that you can totally cure all of that. And I'm just like, "Eh, no, you can, you can train and, and modify a little, but yeah, yeah, it's still always going to be there. The the ones that fix everything are either con artists or (laughs) they just don't have a lot of experience. Those those are the two people that fix everything. (laughs) And the other thing, like you're talking about with your female and it's totally true. Like you can stay on her, but the normal pet owner doesn't want to own a dog like that, nor can they, you know what I mean? Like it's a lot of 24 seven, like headspace about like what she doing, how she looking, what situation are we in? Who's ahead? And people don't have that kind of forethought. So you want to be careful with the dog that you bring into your life and make sure that it's a good fit for your family and everything else, you know? Yep. Do you um, train the same stuff with every dog or how do you normally approach things? Um, we, I mean, with board and trains, we do have like a, I don't want to call it a program, but there's definitely like an X, Y, and Z type thing that we do with every dog. And mm-hmm. then with my dogs, it's pretty much the exact same stuff. Yeah. Um, every dog kind of adds their own little, like jazz it up a little, but, um, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah. As I noticed with, when I first met Omar, like 20 years ago, he'd pull out a dog and do about 15 tricks. And everyone's like, wow, that's awesome. They pull out another dog, do the same 15 tricks, pull out another dog. He'd have like 10 dogs. They all did the same stuff. It was funny. Yep. He's expanded dog looks different. It's a different trick. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> have you expanded into commercials and movies and all that at all or not yet? Yeah. So, yeah. We've done, we've done, um, I don't want to say quite a bit, but we've done enough. Um, Hero did film a movie. Uh, it's been two years now. They just, just, just finished the production aspect of it. So now we're waiting on it to be somewhere I'm hoping like Netflix or something um, up, but that yeah. was actually with a bunch of Disney stars and he was the main actor so it was it was really fun it was my first experience doing anything like that um, we filmed a couple commercials recently they'll come out soon hopefully hopefully a commercial next week um, yeah I, I love I love doing that kind of stuff and Hero's older he just turned nine um, and he's a he's a big boy so he's he's definitely slowing down a little so I'd like to do more of that kind of stuff with him instead of performing but man that dog loves performing yeah he feeds off of it yeah mm-hmm. both of you see <laughs> you both love it yeah no it's just it's interesting because people don't understand this whole thing with entertainment like the dogs are loving it but it's hard also I feel to train in that um aspect. Does that make sense? Like if you're in a show, they have to either love it or they don't. Well, or they do love it. And they know like, eh, if I break my sit early, nothing's going to oh, happen. Yeah. Everything goes out the window. So I, that aspect of it, I'm like, Oh my God, you missed the first poll, but you're not going to stop in a live show with thousands of people watching you and be like, come on, let's go back and fix this. So and they know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it is, it is fun. And they do like performing and the, the music and everything just gets them going right from the get go. So it yeah. is a nice life for the dog for sure. Have they been bored with, um, all this quarantine stuff or you've just been doing more hiking or no, we, so like I said, we have a 40 foot dock diving pool in our backyard. We have herding, we have agility, uh, we have barn hunt, we have everything we need here <laughs> to keep them busy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been, like I said, traveling a little, we, we go on some photography adventures and they really like that. So yeah. what do, you, do you have sheep or goats or what do you uh, use? actually so we have uh, five sheep and four goats the goats we don't use for herding sometimes they go in there with the sheep and they'll just like follow them a little right um we initially got the, the goats to just desensitize the protection dogs to yeah. other things brush, and then it brush sheep. control <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you yeah. get uh milk and cheese from the goats at least um, so I'm really stupid and I thought that you could just do that but you apparently have to breed them in order to get milk oh really um so 
So I, we have one female that uh, we kept her um, all together. So we just need to pair her up with somebody, and then we can try and get some some goat cheese. Going. You can't put some uh, some puppies in there with her and see if she starts <laughs> lactating. There you go. Have you, ever, have you ever bred yourself? Speaking of puppies, um, we haven't, but we do plan to in the next couple of years. Not my dogs, although uh, Hawkeye's breeder wants to breed him, so that might happen. But, okay, but uh, we'll probably do one of the males in yeah. the next couple of years. Yeah, that's a whole nother echelon of like, oh my god, there's puppies and yeah. there's raising and there's rearing and there's yeah. testing. That that would be a deal breaker for us, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, we don't need any. We have friggin' puppies in the house, even when we're not breeding. It yeah, seems like we always have little, puppies or something. It's a little intense. So, um, what do you think as far as California and the dog climate there, like? Are you able to train all year? Is it hot as hell in the summer? Like, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because Scott, living there for 20 years, I've heard a lot on what It seems to be getting hotter. Yeah, it's like 120 during the summer for at least a couple months. Um, Right now, we're actually looking to move more north just just for by like 35 minutes. Uh, We want like 20 acres. Right now, we have three. And then we'll do an indoor training building so we really can do everything all year round. It's just that summer, it just kills us. I know. Yeah, Yeah, it's brutal. So what do you do? Just dock diving all summer? (laughs) <laughs> mostly but we we have lights so we train at night okay yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we do our agility field um it's a competition size and it is grassed um okay. so we have grass to train on which is a little nicer than the dirt um because we are in the desert but yeah once we have that indoor training building it'll be a game changer for sure yeah no it's it's a lot to even air condition out there because everybody thinks oh like it's so great like we're gonna move to florida or arizona or california and do dog stuff and there's some freaking hot months. Like it's not easy. Yeah. The snow is hard where we are. We're living in Maine right now, but you know, the trade-off there, cause Scott, you know, he would do protection out there, wear a suit and freaking 110 degrees. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. And the yeah. people get, the humans get used to it. The dogs you got to be careful of cause they won't quit, yeah. you know? And you yeah. have even had that water intoxication happen with a few of your dogs, right? So can you um, just, so Hawkeye, yeah, we, yeah, we were at, um, like a, was it was like the river. Um, and we were there for probably three hours and he's, he's the dog that he's only a year and a half old. It took him a year to actually swim. Um, he did not want to go in our pool. So when we went to the river, like he'd swim a little bit, but not a lot. Like the other dogs were in the water pretty much for the whole four hours. And he was just like running around just playing. And all of a sudden, and I have experience with it from, from client dogs that have had it. He was drooling like just profusely he was falling over and I knew what it was instantly so I literally I shoved my hand down his throat and just started making him vomit (laughs) over and over and over again he was full of water the vet literally told me that that saved his life because we had to hike him out of there and by the time we got to the vet which was almost two hours away he would have died yeah Um, yeah see water intoxication is a pretty scary thing and for some dogs they're prone to it like we've had one dog she would just drink like a little bit of water and start uh, vomiting and drooling and yeah. it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So and, yeah. And it's scary that some people don't know about it. But they take their dogs swimming like every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had one friend's dog. It was 20 minutes with a sprinkler. That's all it took. So, I know. And people yeah. don't even know that it's a thing. They, they don't know to look for it. And it's concerning because especially if you have a little dog, like I know of a Papillon that had it, well, they bring a lot of water into their body quick too. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, the dogs are having so much fun. Everything's great, but you have to monitor and they don't self-regulate. These dogs that love water do not self-regulate. And like you said, it can be different for each dog. So it's something to be aware of. Uh, We've brought it up a few times in summer episodes and stuff, but since you've had personal experience, if you guys don't know what water intoxication is, look it up. So if you ever see the signs, you know what to do. Cause yeah, yeah, you easily can lose a dog and it's terrifying. 
And, and some vets won't even know what it is. Yeah. Like the, the vet with, with the one puppy I'm talking about, I, they didn't know what it was. And she almost died at the vet because they didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, Hawkeye, the only reason they actually listened to me was because I knew what it was. Yeah. So, yeah. They, <laughs> Things can yeah. get a little hairy they were like, sometimes. Well, what do we do? I was like, you need to put charcoal in them. You need to do this. And, <laughs> Quickly. And Hawkeye, honestly, they did we waited at that vet for hours and I ended up driving him to my vet, which is another, another hour and a half away. And by then he was totally normal. So yeah. me, me making him vomit that much was literally the life-saving um, aspect of it. But yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, you you got to be careful. I know where you live. It's very hot. And uh, the dogs are drivey dogs. They just want to work, work, work. I remember yep. I put down that um, plastic uh, grass in my backyard when I was in yep. California and uh, I didn't realize it when I put it down, how damn hot that stuff gets. I tell them my, my dog yeah. out in the yard. You'd have to hose that whole yard down so that they could even walk it's on it. Slippery, and then yeah, yeah, uh huh. It looked good, but that's yeah. about, <laughs> that's about it. Well, after all this COVID crap, whenever that will be, if it's 2021 or if it's ever, um, you can always have a little hideaway in Maine. We can we can balance out those hot summers because now my tolerance. I came from the Midwest, but my tolerance is so low. If it's like over 80, I don't even want to train. So you're hardcore. You can handle that, no problem. Yeah. Well, if you guys have not seen Sarah's app, Pupper, please check it out. Um, I was totally obsessed with it. I think it's awesome, and I think it can help all of you and your dogs. Uh, for my Oprah's favorite things this week, it's going to be our six-foot biothane leash. So for our Patreon supporters, uh, during our Christmas week, we're going to start sending out a bunch of gifts to everybody. Sarah, thank you so much for your time and your bubbly personality and all you do for um, dogs and people. There's so much information that Sarah's put out there over the years um, on her social media accounts and through this app and everything else that can truly help you and your dogs, you guys like no BS, like let's get these dogs working and happy and being good members of the family. So please check it out. And, uh, she is one of the few people I think out there giving consistent, solid information. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, it was good to meet you. Good to meet you. Thank you. All good right. You. you guys have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. We will see you next Wednesday. And, um, again, check out Sarah and the super collies. Thanks guys. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.